0: Welcome to Research Pod. Thanks for listening and joining us today. Today we're talking about the work of Chris Vincent and colleagues, therapists who have developed a specialist interest in the impacts of serious illness on couples and family life. Perhaps the starting point is to recognize that the level of support services in this area does not match the need. This gap is especially important to remedy because we know that for many long-term illnesses, the major emotional burden and costs fall on the family, and in particular on adult partners. There are several reasons that contribute to this under-provision. One reason is that that thinking and service delivery is dominated by a medical model which emphasises a focus on the individual patient and on cure. Important as this approach is to finding remedies for disease, It tends to overlook the fact that many long-term conditions have no cure, in the sense of returning the sick person to their pre-illness state. And many long-term illnesses can be thought about as couple illnesses or family illnesses because of their profound impacts on close relatives. Partnerships are especially affected by a chronic long-term illness, which will test the strengths and vulnerabilities of any partnership. There are other reasons too for the underprovision. Long-term illness deprives individuals of the ability to maintain employment with the result that the family incomes are stretched and paid counselling can be unaffordable for many. Charities dedicated to specific conditions offer important services to families but those that provide support directly to couples are rare. Signposting to other community services is more common but these have been severely reduced in recent years. Acute rather than chronic conditions are prioritised. Last, it must be acknowledged that this is difficult work, often associated with helping couples come to terms with the loss of a normal and sometimes a long life. Helping couples come to terms with what has had to be given up and finding ways of making the most of restricted life is emotionally demanding work. Professionals working in this area must be well-trained and well-supported if they are not to burn out. This is what led to Chris Vincent and a small group of like-minded clinicians setting up an ongoing special interest group in 2019, which meets for an hour and a half each month. The group comprises colleagues who have extensive clinical and research experience in this field, some of which has already been published in books and journals. However, the group wants to build on this foundation by expanding their understanding of how serious illnesses interact with couple functioning, providing a setting where clinical work can be shared, building up an archive of relevant texts, academic papers, books, films, videos, etc., and using the work of the group to promote the awareness of the topic within the mental health field through publications, training, events, videos conference presentations and now, blogs. Work to date has approached these aims in two ways. First, they have looked at some specific serious health conditions and their implications for couples. These have included breast cancer, acquired brain injury, dementia, Huntington's disease, the loss of a child through illness and stillbirth. Secondly, They have looked at ways of thinking about and treating illness and its effects. These have included papers on illness understood as psychosocial transitions and trauma, seeing illness through a phenomenological lens, and treating illness using emotionally focused and psychodynamically informed therapy. There is considerable literature about what it means to be a carer, and there is a rich literature on how illnesses impact patients but there is relatively little on how these separate domains of experience relate to one another over time. In bringing these two perspectives together, we can know that particular issues become difficult to resolve. Sexual intimacy is often problematic for couples, producing conflict or avoidance strategies. The role of carer sometimes merges with that of nurse, and the desexualization of intimate contact follows. For some couples, the illness itself can be experienced as an unwelcome third presence acting as an intrusive threat. The phrase, we will fight this disease together, or words very like it, are often uttered by couples at the point of initial diagnosis. Thereafter, the illness can feel like a continuous background presence, exerting an unpredictable impact all of its own. More generally... A number of studies that measure relationship satisfaction show significant discrepancies between the ratings of persons who are ill and their partners, with the former scoring more positively than the latter. Why this should be is complex. Certainly, for some couples, the burden of being a carer can be exhausting and underappreciated, compounded by the strains of becoming poorer and finding levels of social support dropping away. But there can be complex interactive effects where each partner expresses differing levels of hope and optimism for the present and future. So, understanding the stories each partner tells is important for those trying to help. One of the writers who have helped understanding the stories people tell when facing illness is the American sociologist Arthur Frank. He writes about three frequently voiced narratives. The restitution narrative, the chaos narrative, and the quest narrative. The restitution narrative is a hopeful one that most of us wish for ourselves when we are ill. It has the logical structure yesterday I was healthy, today I am sick, but tomorrow I'll be healthy again. Within this narrative, the body is largely viewed in mechanistic terms. It is something to be fixed, often by the assistance of medical interventions, the passage of time and a healthy mindset of wanting to get better. The chaos narrative is altogether different and is characterised by high anxiety, reflected in there being no coherent storyline. Instead, thinking is all over the place, reflecting high inner turmoil and can often be triggered when someone has to take in difficult news, like the diagnosis of a terminal illness. Frank's quest narrative arises when an ill person and partner meet suffering head-on and are required to find meaning in a life upended by a condition that might not be cured in the ways that the restitution narrative implies. It implies that the storyteller is moving forward and little by little trying to find meaning in new circumstances, free of the overwhelming anxiety typical of the chaos narrative, and less dependent on the advice and interventions of the medical experts. In optimum conditions, the individual mourns what cannot be held onto from the past, and takes responsibility for adapting to new opportunities in a changed world. The interesting complication when working with couples is that each partner can sometimes narrate different and opposed stories. So, for example, it is not unusual to find the partner with the illness holding on to a more optimistic picture of their circumstances than their partner. This can then seem as if their views tend towards a restitution story and the implied optimism may even be irrational given the severity of the illness. By contrast, the partner may feel obliged to hold on to the negatives within a quest narrative in order to ground their lives, as they see it, in reality. This split is not unusual. It may be one of the reasons for couple discord, and the reason for seeking professional help, when an in-depth exploration can begin of how this divergence of views has come about. This in itself can be therapeutic, because it opens up the possibility of partners understanding each other better, of replacing anger and misunderstanding with greater respect for the others' views, and thereby creating the possibility of greater closeness. The group's work is ongoing, and they are open to inquiries from other professionals in the field who would like to discuss their work and possible collaborations. Just email Chris Vincent at Vincent 11 at ntlworld.com That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed to ResearchPod for more of the latest science. See you again soon.